Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And joining me once again for what could be titled Reigning in Ray is the one and only Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Thanks, Kevin. Always enjoy it. Hey, we didn't mention last week uh, your your blog, Ray's Ramblings, where you can check out more of Ray's Ramblings. Yeah, well, <laughs> Ray's, Ray's Ramblings has been sort of on hiatus lately. I've been concentrating on other things like playing Santa Claus, stuff <laughs> like that, you know, but... Well, we can, you can still check that out and check out some of his writings there at that website. So last week we talked about angels, and this week we're going to flip that over and talk about demons. And no one more diabolical than Ray here, so uh, the expert. So Ray, what is, what is a demon? Um, well, simply put, a demon is a fallen angel. Right. There is a time, Scripture talks about it some, where Lucifer, and it seems like Lucifer was the head angel at one time. That's my understanding of it anyway. But uh, he decided that he wanted to take control of heaven or the presence of God or whatever, the heavenly hosts, whatever, uh, however you want to say that. God had created Lucifer and all the others that followed with him. They chose to rebel. And God kicked him out. Yeah, so we're talking about fallen angels. Uh, I'll go back to Grudem. Grudem says angels, uh, demons are angels who sinned against God and who are now continually work evil in the world. And so we'll, we'll jump right into our, our relevant scripture passages because you, you referenced Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28. We talked about angels in heaven who fell, mm-hmm. um, who rebelled against God. Uh, I want to read Isaiah 14. And I'll start with verse 12. Uh, how you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will set on the, uh, sit on the mount of the assembly. In far reaches of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, and so on? So we see here Satan as an angel rising up above God. We see a parallel passage here in the book of Ezekiel, which we kind of referenced last week when we are talking about angels. But here in Ezekiel 28, Ezekiel 28, he's talking about specifically the the king of Tyre, who I believe is he's really referring to Satan himself. And if I'm looking here at verse 11, uh, Moreover, the world, excuse me, the word Lord came to me, son of man, raise up lamentation over the king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. So I know we're, we're not talking about just the king of Tyre here. You're talking about someone who was in the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, every precious stone was covering, crafted in gold, your settings. And on the day you were created, you were they were prepared. You were anointed. A guardian cherub, I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of stones, fire you walked. You were blameless in your ways from created from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. In abundance of your trade... 
You are filled with violence in your midst, and you sin. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub, you in the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes on you. By the multitude of your iniquities, in the unrighteousness of your trade, you profaned your sanctuaries. So I brought fire out from the midst. It consumed you. I turned you to ashes on the earth in the sight of all who saw you. So here we see the person we call Satan, the devil, cast out of heaven. And then we compare that with Roman, excuse me, Revelation 12, where he takes angels with him. And so thus we have Satan and his demons, his fallen angels. Yeah, yeah. I think, I guess one of the things that... We, we touched on last week and want to touch again on today is this idea that the battle that we are in is a cosmic battle. We are in a battle against more than what we can physically see. Right. There's something behind the evil that exists in our world. And it's, you know, sin, it's all because of sin, but the, the powers that be that that continually uh, do evil things, there's a force behind that. Right. And that would be Satan. That would be his his cohort, his demons, the, the ones that, that are trying to destroy the people of God. That, that's, that Satan is so riled up mad about these things that he is on the attack. Yeah. The beautiful part of it is the victory has already been right. won in the cross of Jesus and in the resurrection. But, you know, Satan, he's pictured in Revelation 20 as you know, that he's bound for a thousand years. You know, there's a lot of symbolism there. I, th- I take a thousand years to be a long period of time with a definite beginning, definite end. I, my understanding is the beginning of that thousand years was Jesus' first appearance on earth, his death and his resurrection, and the second is when he will return, with the end of that thousand year reign. But the thing is, Satan is bound, but I had a professor tell me once that it's like this, he's bound like you have a fierce dog that is yeah. bound on a chain. You know, that dog has freedom to go as far as that chain will go. Right. So and you're really an idiot to get within that right. that chain. And because he will attack you. Yeah. And some dogs break those chains. Right. You know, but the thing is, that's how I see that Satan is bound now. Yes, he still has power on the earth. Yeah. He is considered the prince of this world, but who's the king of the universe? Right. Well, and we look at the book of Job. Mm-hmm. And we see exactly, we see God talking with Satan. Satan, his angels are, are appearing before God himself. And God says, hey, have you considered my servant Job? And we have, I mean, the rest of the book of Job. But notice Satan is bound in that God's the one in charge. It's God mm-hmm. is the one who mentions Job to begin with. And God sets up conditions, says, okay, Satan, you can do this, but no more. You, you can't right. harm his part. You can't take his life. Let me just read that real quick. Yeah. Uh, verse 6, chapter 1, verse 6 of Job. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came, and sons of God is a phrase that, we didn't talk about this last week, but is a phrase that Job used to talk about angels. We can see that in Job 38 as well, right. when they sang at creation. Yeah. So there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, 
And so they're presenting themselves before the Lord. There, there's a clear hierarchy here. Yes. Uh, and Satan came from among them. So we do have angels and Satan representing them. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? Satan answered the Lord, from going to and fro on the earth and walking him down. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Which is, I always think is interesting that God is the one who brings up Job. Mm-hmm. And then verse 9, then Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the works of hand, so on and so forth. And verse 12, and the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So here, God is in charge here. Satan is bound in the sense, mm-hmm. I'm not completely sure if I agree with uh, Revelation 21. I've got some premillennial leanings, but uh, we certainly agree that Satan is bound in the sense that mm-hmm. this is not a battle in the sense of you have God on one side and Satan on the other side, and I just hope God wins in the end. Right. Um, that's exactly right. Yeah. God is the one that's right. in charge of the worst possible evil. Yeah. Somehow uh, he's allowed it, but why? And the question often comes up: Well, so what about evil? Why? Why is there all this suffering? Well, again, the short answer is sin, and the reason that it continues, that God allows it to continue, is He's. Uh, Believe it or not, it's because of his grace and his love. He is allowing everybody have have an opportunity to come to him before the final judgment, hmm. before that that day. He loves people so much that uh, you know this happens. It, it, the length of it happening, I, I can't explain it any better than that. I think that that's to me is a clear teaching of Scripture that it's his grace that prevents him coming before it's time in his mind. You know, it's not in our mind. It's not up to us to decide when he's coming back. And we can pray, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And we do pray that. But we have a job to do in the midst of that. And that, you know, I would say that every page of the Bible, after Genesis 1 and 2, and before Revelation 21 and 22, Every page, it's either explicitly there or implicitly there that suffering is a part of the story. Right. And Satan is the main person, or not person, but angelic being, demonic being, that is causing that suffering. I mean, obviously, we do it to ourselves, too. But I'm talking about ab- abject poverty and all the things that happen. There's, again, that power behind the evil. Right. Well, we see that. It's part of... Uh, I'm looking at uh, Moody's Handbook of Theology by Paul Enns. Uh, Luke 13, 11. We have a woman who is suffering because of a spirit. In fact, throughout the Gospels, we see mm-hmm. um, uh, demons inflicting different diseases. We see, certainly in, in the epistles, where uh, demons influence even our minds. That's why we're told to take every co- every thought captive. Second mm-hmm. um, Corinthians four four talking about Satan and his demons influencing how we think. Second Corinthians eleven three as well, where Satan and his demons can influence how we think. They are deceptive. First Thessalonians three five. They, all of these they things. appear as angels of light. Right. That's how they're deceptive. That's, that's yeah. how Satan himself is. Is he's not going to come. He. <laughs> He's not going to come at us with the the red body and the horns coming out of his head. He he, he knows what will entice me 
and you yeah. and, and other people. I can walk into a tavern, a bar, and not be tempted at all to drink liquor. But you put me in a candy store, and, and that's, that's yeah. tough, you know, because I love chocolate, that the kind of thing. But, but that, and that's just on a personal level, just the, the systemic issues that we face day in and day out in our country and our world there's powers behind the powers. And, and Revelation sixteen fourteen, For they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the king of the whole world, uh, to the kings of the whole world, to assemble them for battle on the great day. Uh, again, this is, I think this is a future event. But clearly they're, they're there to deceive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're there to entice sin. So again, demonic activity is real. I've heard some people suggest that, well, demonic activity was, was heightened with the advent of Christ in the Gospels. And there's probably some truth in that. But that's not, we, should, we shouldn't look at that and say, well, okay, that was back then. So we don't have to worry about that now. And no, I, there, there's, I think, again, the book of Jude. In, in Jude, we're, we still see demonic activity present. But also Ephesians, uh, you've already referenced did we, Ephesians 5. Uh, or excuse me, Ephesians six, mm-hmm. talking about the spiritual warfare. That, that's why, you know, we like to talk about the armor of God. And Ray, I don't know if you have the same memory I do of, you know, sitting in the Sunday school class with the flannel graph, and see and I, that, that these kids today don't know what that is. Yeah, um, yeah, that yeah. PowerPoint and yeah, uh, but even right. PowerPoint is is uh, uh, old now. But you have all the little pieces of the armor of God. But why do we have that? Verse eleven. Ephesians six eleven, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Mm-hmm. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So yeah, we do. We we there is a a fight against flesh and blood, but there's something above that, something beyond that mm-hmm. that we have to contend with, and we do that through. Putting on the armor of God. Putting on the armor of God, um, trusting, placing it in God's hands. Yeah. I think that even Michael was, the archangel, was hesitant to do battle with Satan on his right. own. He counted on God's and uh, Jesus' uh, involvement in that. And yeah, we see that in Daniel's, uh, the book of Daniel, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the, we should probably go to... All right, well, it's dangerous to avoid, yeah. Let's move on there. Uh, so, how, what, what are some things? What are some extremes we get to? Well, I, I think I think that um, I also think it's very ironic right now as we're talking about demons. I'm really cold. Yeah, I'm shivering over here. I think I, you are as well. I, it's, it's cold. <laughs> it got colder in here. <laughs> yeah, there's, but, there's not a lot of heat going on here. But, we're talking about demons. But, but anyway. the, the thing, the thing that seems to be one of the biggest dangers is buying into the Hollywood presentation. Of demons mm. and exorcisms and yeah. and all that that stuff, the sensationalization of it, people buying into you know well, there's there's nothing to this myth. I have friends not personally. I you know the only thing that I could say personally that I've I've felt fear, unexplained fear at times. Like when I'm walking out of a church building 
late at night. Sure. You know, that, so I don't know. Is that demonic? Is that just my imagination playing with me? But I have friends who have really interacted with demonic activity. This is, this is again, it's poo food in our scientific culture, but in places in Africa and in the Caribbean and other places, demonic activity occurs. Satan doesn't you know, use that with us because he knows it won't work. But he, you know, he entices in different ways for us, like with greed or right. or other things. But uh, you know, lust; those are all tools of of the devil. And again, going back to your emphasis, Kevin, is put on the full armor of God. Right. Get involved in uh, reading Scripture, but also interacting with other believers and opening yeah. yourself up honestly authentically with each other to say, hey, guys, I struggle with this particular problem in my life. And uh, it's crucial. Yeah. And I think I want to get back to what you said before about the Hollywood interpretation. Mm-hmm. I think the danger in that is it's we can look at how all sensational it is and we can just dismiss it. Right. And that's what that does. Yeah. The more sensational it is, the easier it is to say, ah, oh, we don't, we don't. That's ridiculous. And so we don't think about it at all. We just look at it as entertainment. Right. Which, I don't know, I've never have found it to be yeah, too I'm entertaining to be scared to death. But, uh, but, but that's, think, why it, that's why it sells. I think some of the other the other extreme to avoid is to blame everything on Satan. Everything oh, yeah. on demons. Every problem I ever had, every temptation I ever had, well, that must have been a demon. That must right. have been Satan. Yeah. Well, no, you got to take some personal responsibility and admit, you know... Uh, Satan, in all his power, can't force me to sin. Yeah. Um, this is where you and I would agree that we have a free will in the sense of I can choose my sin. I, I, when I fall into sin, I do so willingly. And I do so not with a gun to my head, but I do it because I have forgotten the promises of God and I've forgotten his sovereignty. And I walk right into that particular sin. Right. And uh, let's see. I'm looking up. Here we go. In James chapter 1, you know, verse 12, mm. following, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for right. God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Yeah. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So, yes, Satan puts that stuff out in front of us, but we still have that choice to go down the path of God. Well, I think it's God. fascinating because what Satan is doing is he, the whole, Satan is, and, and, and demons in general, their, their main focus is deception. Yes, And so they can take something that is good. I mean, we talk about lust. Mm-hmm. God created sex. God created human beings right. to have sex, to procreate, to advance the, the race. Well, and to have intimacy right. with, with each other, and to it, have fellowship with yeah, each other. Yeah, it, it's an enjoyable thing. Right. So he takes that and then perverts that, that mm-hmm. a natural desire, a natural thing that God has blessed, and perverts and twists that. That's what makes it so alluring, mm-hmm. is that... It is something that we should desire, mm-hmm. but not in the way that 
Well, and the same can, the same can be about can be said about money. Yeah, you know, money. Jesus talked about money than he did about anything else, and you know, and how how you use that and whatnot. It's when we you know talk about the love of money. You know, it's not you know is the root of all evil, according to Paul. It's not it's not money itself, but it's the love of money. Right. It's it's gaining it for uh, what it will do for us instead of understanding we are given the ability to make money in order to take care of our family but also to be a blessing to other people so other people will see that and give praise to god right well let's um in in terms of application i don't have written down here but simply putting on the armor of god Mm -hmm. um is is probably the most practical thing you can do right we're talking about prayer we're talking about the gospel we're talking uh about all of these things that are practical ways to fight temptation. But also, I, I think of James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he, he will flee, flee from, from you. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's... And, and, and we, we another danger in that is to think that I have to do this on my own. But yeah. that's, that's not it at all. How many times does Jesus say that I will be with you always to the right. very end of this age? You know, through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us as individuals, but also collectively as in the church, right. the, the Holy Spirit becomes a deterrent to sin. Yeah, very much so. And and you know, as we continue to interact with each other, that's why the church is so important. Whether whether it's a house church or or whatever, it, that doesn't matter so much. It's the fact that you're, it's not just you. Right. It's not just you trying to do this on your own. You set yourself up for a massive failure if you try to do it yeah. on your own. Absolutely. And that's where it's important. Like, for for me, I have, besides my church family, I have you and Gary Shields and John Grice and Craig Burgum that are there. That you're my accountability group. I've set that up. I've, I didn't want to do that for years and years and years because I didn't want to admit that I had issues right about stuff and and see that that pride bible says pride goes before the fall well yeah and it's satan that is putting that into our way of thinking that i need to be able to do this and and our culture says that too i mean especially for guys we're men we can do it we don't need the instructions we don't need anybody else's help just let me do this. Well, and that's I, really what, if, if you're scared to death of demonic activity, it should drive you to community. It should drive yeah. you to, well, it should drive you to Christ, and within Christ there's community. Right. He hasn't called us to be individual Lone Ranger Christians, but mm-hmm. we are part of a larger army. And that's one of the, yeah, a definite, a definite practical application is to remember God's in charge here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that with Satan. We talked about that in, in Job and, and other passages. God is ultimately in charge. So yep. run to Christ. And again, within Christ, there is community. Christ is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. And so to, to, to run to Christ is to run to his people and to his body. All right, well, we got to wrap it up here because we're actually, we're actually on time right now. Again! Which is two times Man. in a row. Um, and so we, we end with recommended resources. And I'm, I'm going to stick with what we recommended last week, Unseen Realities by R.C. Sproul as well as the Moody Handbook of Theology by Paul Enns. And uh, again, Grudem is my go-to guy with uh, mostly everything in, in his book, Bible Doctrines. Uh, Ray, do you want to add anything to that? No, not 
I don't have anything this time except scripture, of course. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another great topic, another great guest. So check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Check us out on Twitter at Basic Biblecast. Share us with your friends, rate us on iTunes, all that fun stuff, and we'll see you next